SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're everywhere. Radio, the internet, TV, satellite, and our mobile app. We make it easy. Like real easy. In fact, if you're not listening, it's you. It's always you. Slacker. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, folks, here we go. Sportsbook Radio, AM 1400 KSHP in Las Vegas and on the Sports Grid Radio Network, soon to be on Sirius 204 Launching that on January 7th, and that will be good fun. We're looking forward to that. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, we got uh, good stuff today. Jeff Sherman will join us from the Superbook. Going to talk about NHL numbers and odds they've got up. By the way, the PGA Tour returns next week with the Tournament of Champions. Mark Lawrence, Playbook.com, will check in with us. And then we'll be here uh, locally with Vegas Hockey Hotline. At 1 o'clock, Stevie and I will be taking your phone calls. Training camp's open tomorrow for the seven teams that missed the playoffs. And everybody else starts training camp on Sunday. So we'll have a fun hockey discussion with you on Vegas Hockey Line. All right, man. Stevie Slapshot is here. Got a bounce in his step. Might be something in your shoe, but whatever. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing fine. I'm, I'm a, Chad Henney and I feel pretty good this morning. Chad Henney's going to start for Kansas City this yeah, week. Yeah, we knew that. I, I, I would assume I would assume Tyree Kill will not play. That would be my guess as well. Kelsey is an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how they treat this. Kelsey is right there in the hunt to lead the league in receiving yards as a tight end. It's funny. There's a game within the game. Stefan Diggs props, Stevie. What did I tell you now? We've been doing this for a month, right? You fought me on this. (laughs) You fought me on this. Yeah, you've been pocketing money. For for a month. Now, and then, again, this last week, he was playing in about 100 yards behind Kelsey, and they got him 145 yards. So now, for yardage, Diggs has 1459 Kelsey has fourteen sixteen. I I don't you know with player bonuses and contracts and things of that nature, who knows what the coaches will decide to do here? See, I do believe the Bills who've yet to say what they're going to do will start everybody in the first half and that's it. Okay, uh, and then they'll see what the score is at a Pittsburgh game. But you have to. There's a double-edged sword. You got to be careful. Cole Beasley was going for his first 1,000-yard season, mm-hmm. and they took everybody out of the game. They, Barkley was the quarterback. Barkley threw about a 20-yard pass to Beasley because he was 30 yards shy of 1,000 yards, and they wanted to get him his 1,000 yards. He hurt his knee, yeah. and he's out this week. So there's a, there's a real slippery slope of, of looking at those things, but you've got the rest versus rust. You got all of that stuff to take into account. That's a week 17. And Kelsey did get nicked last week. He, he finished the game, but there was some kind of leg injury there. Uh, he, he came out of the game for a while. 
So, so that could be a factor. I, we, we, we will see what happens. Um, Dalvin Cook from Minnesota unfortunately lost his father. He we will not that, play. Yes. He will not play this week. Um, Calvin Murray, or, I'm sorry, Kyler Murray yes. says that he feels good. I expect him to start against the Rams. Who do not have Jared? He feels Goff. good to the. I mean, as in, is he a hundred percent, or he can play? When they asked if he will play this week, he says, "Yeah, I feel good." That was his answer. So I. What am was going, the calamity? Did we ever get an official? Word? Um, it was it an elbow. There, there are rumors to that. There, they also thought it might be a leg. He's not. He nor the Cardinals are not answering those questions. Well, welcome to the NHL. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I think it's a leg, but I, I don't know. But I, watching the replay, I thought it was a leg injury. Um, anyway, he says he feels good. I expect him to go. Uh, what else is there? Um, uh, McCaffrey is still out, surprising nobody. Um, I think that well, about guys that like we, guys like McCaffrey and Galladay, you don't even in a million years now. Why would you bring him back? Correct, correct. Um, again, Goff's not going to play with the thumb injury. Roethlisberger's going to rest against uh, Cleveland. We are, we are waiting for official word from the Washington football team as to who their starting quarterback will be. I'm sure they would prefer it to be Alex Smith. And, again, he looked okay to me in practice last week. So I, I, if you ask me to make a, a guess on who starts for Washington this week, I think it's Alex Smith. Oh, I, I, I'm convinced of that, Stevie. We talked about this yesterday that I've got to believe – old riverboat Ron was playing the odds that he did think they could win the Carolina game without him. And the funny thing is, if you think back to that game, and Haskins is out of there, but don't forget, they they gave up a, what, a fumbled punt for a touchdown or whatever, some, something stupid, right. um, that he's like, no, I got to at least, I've got to have, I got to have that week 17 fail-safe plan, and that's, not having Smith get aggravated in week 16 or give him the full extra week to be good to go in week 17. I, I can't see any way he doesn't play. But even but if he doesn't, at least they got the Heineke kids some work, and that that's beneficial. Absolutely true. What What is the word on Beasley? Is he, I know he's out this week. Is he good for the playoffs, though? They're, they're calling him week to week. Okay. So no. you don't know. He tweaked, he tweaked his knee. It sure looked like okay. uh, the trainer was looking at the knee. I mean – is it a tweak? Is it a sprain? Is it a meniscus? Yeah, is it um, an MCL sprain? I don't know. He's a big component of what they oh, do. Oh, absolutely. He moves the chains on oh, third yeah? down. Well, that, and he gives um, the, the guy they got from Minnesota all the space. That's oh. that, that's why he has all the room. They're a poor man's KC. They got five wide receivers that are open. But it's, we'll talk more about that when we come back on Sports Grid. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network, doing our part to spread the winning edge nationwide. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. There's only ever been one thing in your life that's been there for you. It's meant memories, family, friends. And yeah, we'll say it. Fun. Welcome to your home for talking sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
All right, back with you, Sportsbook Radio here in Las Vegas. Brian Levesing, Stevie Slapshot, also on the Sports Grid Radio Network and soon to be on Sirius Channel 204. That's coming up January 7th. We're fired up about that. I'm fired up because hockey's coming, Stevie. Yeah, me too, We know that. And I'm fired up because Jeff Sherman's joining us, and they've got all kinds of cool stuff up. Odds on the NHL and the PGA Tour is coming back. Uh, Don't forget the uh, mobile app over at the – Superbook at the Westgate. All the offerings are outlandishly fun to participate in. Jeff Sherman joins us, and we start with happy holidays. I hope you had a great Christmas, happy new year, all that good stuff. Now, the little one's first Christmas, I just want to know, did it go something like this? Let's say you probably spent something in the, you know, three to $500 range Christmas presents for the kid, and at the end of the day, she ended up playing with a bow on the box, and that was her favorite thing. Nah, she actually graduated to more than that. This is her second Christmas, by the way, because oh, she was born just before uh, okay. December seventh. That's right. Okay. So, well, yeah. So this well, one, she I mean, all, all she got, all, all she got was some simulac the first Christmas. <laughs> yeah, but no, she actually got something. You're right. It was a nickel is what it cost. <laughs> so we'll put it in betting terms. But there you go. Um, we, uh, she actually got some things that she keeps to with. Uh, she got a tablet that shows cartoons on it, and she's really enthralled with that. Uh, some things like that, some uh, stuffed animals. And so she's she likes the boxes, not the bows. And she likes to climb in boxes, so... It's uh, she thinks that's a toy. <laughs> well, listen, this damn pandemic, what a royal pain in the butt. But uh, there are some stories for you. A lot of work at home to be there for the little one's first year. That had to work out okay. Yeah, it was nice. I got to spend some extra time with her, and it's amazing because every day it's something new. You know, every week you just see the growth, and it's so quickly. And I can't believe it's been a year already. And, uh, you know, she's walking, running, all this stuff uh, ahead of what I thought she'd be. That's outstanding. Well, again, congratulations to you, Christy. I'm glad she had a good time. Uh, We're going to have a good time. Hockey's back, and lo and behold, didn't take you guys long. You've got – you got the odds up there for the divisions and point totals and all kinds of goodies. Yeah, we got all that up on Monday. The point totals, divisions, make the playoff prices. Uh, you know, we've had the Stanley Cup up, and obviously there's no conferences this year. So when you're looking around the sports books, don't expect to see conference odds because there are no conferences. Uh, and then we did get up the Knights' first game against Anaheim, which we put the Knights as a $2 favorite with a total of 5.5. So we got up as much hockey as we could. Yo, I love you guys. I'm looking at you guys. Yes, no. Uh, yes, no. Will Columbus make the playoffs? Yes, minus $1.20. All kinds of good stuff. Yeah, it's fun doing that because we've incorporated that into the four major sports now, and it's become a staple. Uh, so people really like that, where it's just something simple, a yes, no, will they make the playoffs? And obviously now with the COVID, the playoff formats are changing. So you have to read up on that, and we have to make some rules based on that. Uh, but it's it's definitely uh, different ways to get involved with it. You bring up a very good point. Just in the uncertain nature of everything we're dealing with, it does – you know, it's getting better, but house rules, right? I mean, make sure you read the fine print because you don't want uh, any confusion at the end of the year. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, look at the hockey. We're playing a 56-game season, so we try to be a little flexible for those season point totals, and it's between 54 and 56 games. And we did that uh, an upper end in case they did decide to add some games to it. So we went 54 to 56 games, 
And then for something like the divisions, we said that uh, you have uh, the four teams out of the four divisions must make the playoffs. So it has to be based on the format that we have. I think this hockey season, Jeff, you know, you guys are going to have to be so on top of it. Uh, you know, on the other side of the counter, I'm sitting here drooling because it's going to be a unique animal. Hockey already had all these historical trends and things that really history repeats itself so much in hockey. It, it's such a wonderful sport, but there are things in matchups and certain things that have all angles that just have worked forever. So there's going to be a learning curve on both sides of the counter here. But with everybody playing back-to-back all the time, you're going to be very mindful of backup goalies. I think coaches making adjustments. Uh, injuries are going to be a thing because I think the intensity level is going to be through the roof. You're going to earn your dough this year in hockey, let me tell you. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge, you know, and we're starting to deal with that in the NBA because you have teams, uh, you know, the Lakers play in San Antonio tonight and then again Friday night. So it's something similar with what the NBA is doing, a short spurts of two-game series. So we're definitely going to see that with hockey, and we can take away something from that. And I've seen some adjustments in the NBA line, so I'm kind of just taking that perception to it. And, uh, you know, we'll make adjustments as we go, but it's it's unique. It's challenging, and, you know, that's the fun part about it is a new challenge for us instead of this repetitiveness. Was it easier or harder, Jeff, this year in the NHL with with the, the teams playing only in division as opposed to considering, you know, outside of division play? And and the with, with them playing just in division, we know the intensity is going to be ratcheted up throughout the year. Easier or harder to make the numbers? Uh, this was a lot more challenging this year. There's no question about it. And, uh, you know, we had to, we made some numbers, especially on the season points, and tried to equate them what they would be over 82 games to just get a feel for are we thinking uh, what we've seen in the past with the power rating of the team. But then within the divisions, uh, you know, you have some, yeah, you have to find the teams that make some jumps, teams that are on the decline, uh, but it's not traditional like we've seen. So uh, definitely more of a challenge this year. Well, like you alluded to that you're seeing similar things. Uh, in the NBA, I, when, when do you ever see something like this? Milwaukee sets an NBA record with 29 threes made, put up 140 points on Miami, and they turn around and play them again tonight. And Milwaukee's a <laughs> six-point favorite. The total's 226.5. How did you look at that little deal? Yeah, and, and Jimmy Butler's out again tonight, so it's basically the same game. So you're expecting people that are going to want to support Milwaukee after what they just saw last night. And that's what we've seen so far. So, you know, you have the tendency you want to take the number back a little bit, not make an over adjustment. But when you have something like that, you have to anticipate where the money's going to come in, and it's on Milwaukee. So we kept the number high. I guarantee, when you were looking at this, that you would have used this analogy. I don't know you. And they put up 144 points last night. Uh, and the total on the game tonight's 226 and a half. And because you're sitting there going, well, wait a minute. That's like a golfer shooting 62 and coming back and shooting 73 the next day. Yeah, that's exactly how I looked at it. You just obviously can't expect that to happen. So you have to relax it a bit and, and expect a performance that's not going to repeat itself from that perspective because they did shoot lights out. And I'm sure you're not going to see the same thing. So we have to account for that in the total. They're off to the races here a little bit early on in the NBA in terms of you guys getting a read and a feel for what you're dealing with. And now it's not a bubble per se, but we're still not dealing with fans. 
you guys, you, you feel comfortable? You got your arms kind of wrapped around these teams, or is there still that little transition stage? No, we do. And uh, the one thing that you see is the teams that are power rated really high, you need to relax them a bit. And the ones that are power rated lower, you need to increase them a bit. And you're not going to see such extremities. And that's exactly what I'm expecting out of the NHL. And we put that into the point totals that on this uh, truncated season uh, in the new format with the back-to-back and the playing style, uh, we didn't want to go too high on, on the top teams and too low on the bottom teams. So we kind of condensed it towards the middle. Truncated means shorter, Brian. Thank you. You got even. It only took you three years. You're a slow learner. <laughs> well done. You, you, you beat me to it is what you did. That's how I say. Hey, we're having fun. Jeff Sherman's joining us. He's going to stick around for another segment uh, here on Sportsbook Radio, AM 1400 KSHP, and on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Lunchtime, a couple of things. Don't forget our friends over at John Smith Subs, 9701 West Flamingo, Friday, all the 66 subs. Five bucks. Five bucks. Every Tuesday, buy one, get one sub free, any size sub. And our friends at Oasis, they still got the great gaming promotions, the $5,000 cash back to the players, the banquet room, the kitchen 24-7. Our friends over at Oasis, that's at 4955 South Decatur. Uh, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a very short break. Come back, Jeff Sherman. Another segment from the Superbook on Sportsbook. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, we're back on Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapchat, joined by Jeff Sherman. Does a great job over at the Superbook. And, again, uh, can't wait when we get on the Sports Grid Network on Sirius. You know, anybody's got to be coming to Vegas. We're always singing the praises. You've got to stop by that jaw-dropping experience the first time you walk into that cavernous facility with the with the big screens. It's, it's an amazing thing. You don't take that for granted, Jeff, every day you walk in there, do you? No, I was just going to say, it's a, it's a joy to walk in here on a daily basis. So it's, uh, it's majestic. Oh, it, it really is. It's, it's, the, it's such a special place. What's special for us, again, Jeff Sherman and I, unfortunately for him, I mean, <laughs> to be you know, attached at the hip with me on anything, but we're both golf bananas. And Jeff does uh, as good a job, the best job in the industry in terms of being on top of this and offerings. I cannot wait, Jeff. Next Thursday, Kapalua Tournament of Champions. And I think it's funny. I've always loved this tournament. And I, in a weird way, I mean, the British Open's cool. You get up early in the morning. The Masters is my favorite. But this one is really high on top of the list. And I think a large part of it was when I, you know, all those years back east, it was primetime golf and like Tiger and L's, Eagle and 18 and regulation. And then again in the playoff. And it's one of these things, I think, because you're starved after the, the layoff. But I, it's like you know all the holes on this course, it, it, and it's that nature of what you get with the Masters. Well, we all know what every, you know, what does number four look like at Augusta? You know. Uh, Kapaloo is the same thing to me, and I love this tournament. Yeah, really looking forward to it. And we get a treat this year because it's an expanded field right now. Yes. They have 45 qualified golfers instead of the low 30s. Uh, there'll probably be a, a two or three that don't end up committing to it. We'll find out this Friday, and we can start working on the odds. But 
Um, it's it's an expanded field. Some golfers that didn't win a tournament are actually into it just because of the COVID situation. So uh, a few more guys to wager on and some matchups and things like that. So it should be a fun week. And the thing, and that is interesting because we had fewer tournaments. They're inviting some more guys. The field, the quality of the game, first of all, right now, uh, but the quality of the field in here is exceptional. We'll see who exactly shows up. But the beauty of this tournament has always been it's one of those deals. It's kind of like a WGC event. There's no cut. And believe me, someone can come from out of the clouds here because someone can put up a 62 early in the day and then the trade winds kick up in the afternoon and this the tournament can get turned upside down. It's a really fluid thing for four days. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, one of my favorite aspects of this tournament in the previous years was, like you mentioned, no cut. You'd have some guys show up with an injury and just tee off to collect the money and withdraw, and you could find things like that out. Uh, it's a rare instance, so I always look forward to that, to, to look in who, who might be uh, taking that approach to go to Hawaii on vacation, hit a tee ball, and uh, collect their paycheck, and you can win a matchup that way. So something to keep in mind. It's funny. You know, we all have our bad beat stories. I'm better on the bad beat stories because I've, I've had – some lucky wins recently. Go, yeah, I guess that I'll leave. But one of the worst beats I ever had, Jeff, you'll remember this. I'm like, I thought I was a, I, I was this smart guy. I, I don't know. I got wind of Rory Sabatini, who finally made this thing uh, after forever not being it. But he lives over there. I mean, I read an article that some guy showed up at a, to play golf in the bag line, and Rory Sabatini joined him. He was practicing for three weeks to play this thing. I had him at 80 to 1. And 18 is a great hole. We all know what it is that you drive it, it rolls forever. You can drive it like 400 yards. And it's a birdie hole. But eagles are out there. And on the final Sunday, Sabatini shoots 63, but he three putt for par on the last hole of regulation. And Matt Kuchar made like 440 footers on the back nine to beat me by a shot when Sabatini three putt uh, on 18. But that's the nature of the course, though, that you can go low like that. Yeah, oh, I remember that too, and that's that's tough. But uh, you know, another thing you have to keep in mind from a handicapping perspective, we've always had the Australian tournaments leading into this. Yes. And some guys had extra reps, so we don't have that this year. So there's going to be a lot of golfers that are coming in uh, without the reps that we've seen in the past. And I used to target the Australians in this tournament. So remember, you remember I, the, what was the stretch? It was at least a couple years ago. Uh, maybe was it three years? But Stuart Appleby. Went over there and would go nuts because he was playing in the summer months of Australia at Christmas time. Yeah, Appleby, Ogilvy, he would do it too. Um, and so you had those opportunities, and you know, currently you're talking someone like Cameron Smith or Mark Leishman, but you don't have that because they didn't get the tournaments under their belt in December, which they've done in previous years. So you know that that takes away one handicapping angle. But a brand new season's about to commence, and again, the offerings you put up. You know, week after week after week, you've you've really been diligent, and with each tournament, uh, you know, uh, winning score, margin of victory. Uh, obviously, with the bigger tournaments, you know, you've got the parlay pages and the group parlays. Anything new on the? I mean, you already do so much, but anything new on the horizon? Well, you know, we've done that winning score on a weekly basis, and that's really picked up steam and uh, become very popular. It's uh, very well-received, so we're going to continue with that. And I know I've been beating this 
over and over and you know it's we're still in the process of trying to get it implemented hopefully in 2021 at some point we will top five yeah top five top 10 top 20 uh in play outrights from start to finish of the tournament uh things like that so it's uh probably towards the end of 2021 but it's definitely in our plans and hopefully we can get that implemented but but are you talking not like, yes, no, will a guy finish in the top five? Are you talking talking like uh, Brendan Todd's 80 to 1 to win the tournament? He'd be 25 or 30 to 1 to finish top five. Is it an index potentially? An, another index you're talking about? Yeah, that's what we can do is we can just oh, take great. the odds to win pool of, of everyone and offer an index for top five, top 10, top 20 of every golfer instead of just a yes, no on select golfers. So. We're uh, trying to get towards that end, and but it, like I said, it's it's in our 2021 plans, and hopefully, uh, you know, by summer, maybe the end of the year. I mean, this is no joke. I ain't, I ain't making this up, and you know, Jeff, you just made my day because I can't tell you how many times I've had the guy that finished second. <laughs> I mean, it is so gut wrenching. The guy's like 80 to one, you know, and he comes up just short. But uh, an awesome. Uh, it really though, when you think about it, that whole. The way people will actually bet the golf tournament, if those other indexes are there, it's hard to pick the winner. But but in a weird way, people, you know, hey, you lose the winning bet, but hey, you still made something on the uh, top five. It's all, it almost has a horse racing mentality to it. I know you have, you know, uh, liability, but it's almost a churn thing. That to me, that if people won occasionally on golf, they're going to play it more. Does that make sense? It does. And, you know, when I've done the select golfers, the popular ones, doing a yes-no on, on those finished positions, uh, it's so well-received. And to have the opportunity to do it for the entire uh, set of golfers that's playing that week, I mean, that that's the end goal is to do that. So we're we're working towards that direction. And I know I've talked about it for a few years. I've begged you. But it, it get, <laughs> it's getting close. Oh, I've... I've always wanted to see it because I I enjoy that aspect myself, and I wish I had an opportunity to play it because it's not in the Las Vegas market. But um, it's definitely something that we're gearing towards offering. Uh, Jeff, are we gonna are we looking at the same thing with NASCAR? Maybe too. I I, I would be real. I'm not. I don't bet that much NASCAR golf, but I would be interested in in looking at top ten guys. Yeah, and that's what uh, Ed Sammons, who does our auto racing, has been looking at doing too, and most notably top three, top five, things like that, because cool. you have less less racers in, in, in auto racing, obviously, than you do in a large golf tournament. So uh, top three would be very popular with that and get some decent odds, but uh, you know, he, he's gearing towards offering that too. That's a beauty. Oh, well, here, well, let's ruin the guy's day. He just called in to be a guest on the show. We're making all this work for him. No, no <laughs> let's do it. Hey. Exacta boxes and trifecta boxes in the car race. <laughs> it's a it's a para, it's a it's like a paramutual pool. Hey, but you know what though? I mean, Jeff, you're only limited by your creativity, man hours to do it, and making sure the gaming's cool with it. But other than that, you can you can dream up anything you want. Well, then that's what we do. And the one thing that over here at this book, we don't like to have any downtime. And if there is any, we're trying to come up with new things or fill the time by offering something we didn't do before or expand on it. So, um, you know, as long as we have that time to fit in there, we're looking to do new things and keep adding to it. Uh, and if it's not well received, we can move on and try something else. But, cool. uh, you know, we like to think that these things that we're coming up with, like, a, like the uh, to make the playoffs in the four major sports, 
that's going to stay. It's so well received, and we want to keep coming up with things like that. Good for you guys. Uh, final one for you. The annual Week 17 Rubik's Cube that both sides of the counter are trying to put together and who's playing, who's resting, who's in, who's out, who's hurt, who's motivated, who's not. Uh, just another Week 17? Uh, not as bad as previous years. It's a little bit easier. I mean, there's only a few select games that you're really focused on that you don't have the information you'd like on them. Most notably, the Bills, Dolphins. Uh, you know how long Josh Allen might play. We already know Mahomes isn't playing, and a lot of the key Chiefs players. So you see the Chargers minus three and a half at Kansas City. That's accounted for. But you're seeing some other movement in a few games like the Bills. Uh, it's interesting. Week seventy. I, I real quick, if you could, inside thirty seconds. I think halftime wagering so big that you you sit back, you watch, you do a little scoreboard watching along with them, and, and you'll get an idea what teams' plans may be. You really got to be on your toes at halftime. Oh, there's no doubt. And you just pay attention to Twitter, and you can find out who might be playing the first half and come out the second half. We've seen some of that in NBA preseason, and that's how you treat this week. Hey, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to baby golf odds. God bless her and Christy and your family. Uh, it's good talking again. Glad golf's coming back, Jeff, and we'll bug you down the road. Always appreciate you making time. Happy New Year. All right, thanks. You guys, too. All right, Mr. Jeff Sherman over at the Superbook. Again, you got to check that joint out. It's, well, absolutely. It they is, got numbers on everything over it there. It is awesome. Mark Lawrence, he's awesome. Playbook.com, he's coming up next. Coming at you all day. Every day. With more attitude than other lesser networks would deem appropriate. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with you here, Sportsbook Radio, AM fourteen hundred KSHP, and on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapchat. We're going to get Mark Lawrence on the hopper here momentarily. Injury boy over at Don Best. Did you run that title? Yeah. Keep you hopping, right? Yeah. So uh, tonight in the NBA, and, and Jeff mentioned uh, a, a couple of these w- uh, last segment. Um, Marcus uh, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. For the Spurs, has a knee injury. He's questionable. Jimmy Butler from Miami out again. What would Jimmy Butler and Derrick Rose have been if not for their injuries? It's always uh, Jimmy Butler with the ankle. I, I think Rose was knees. They, they, they just, unfortunately, their careers are not what they would have been. Fantastic players just couldn't stay healthy. Let me take a shot here. I think I properly connected the soup cans and string. Okay. MarkLawrencePlaybook.com. Hello, good sir. Happy New Year. Hello, 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 Brian. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, that it went to your voice, your uh, voicemail. I'm like, no. <laughs> hey, good to have you on board, Mark. How was Christmas? Christmas was great. Uh, had a real nice day. Watched some football. Watched some Christmas movies, and laid around the house. Enjoyed the day with the with the wife, so real nice. And how was yours? Oh, wonderful. No, good. It's it's all about the kids. Give the granddaughter have a good time and lots of sports on. So that's cool. That's what uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, all that good stuff. We've got a busy weekend. And week 17 of the NFL, I always ask every year, uh, we asked you about a goofball, quirky season that maybe threw a wrench into the well-oiled machine, your database, and 
you know, finding those pertinent details that would still hold up in kind of a unique year. And I'm curious, this week 17, are you treating it like a normal week 17? And in a normal year, when you get to week 17, did it confuse the database because there's so many unknowns? Week 17 in the National Football League is always quirky in that sense, Brian, because of uh, all the games that are adjusted because of must-win situations. So the numbers get skewed in that sense. They're being skewed again this week, and I think they're being skewed more for that need or that reason rather than the COVID situations. Uh, then again, finding out who's playing and who's not. So it's always an, uh, it, it's always up and down looking for some order of semblance in week 17 of the national football league, but we do our best. Well, I mean, I would look at a goofy thing. I think this week, and I do this a lot anyway, but I think in this week, it becomes the main thing you're looking at. And that's the reading between the lines stuff. Like I look at Minnesota, Detroit, two teams, hopelessly out of it. And of course we get the news now that cook's not going to play before that news came down today. I thought if that game got the seven, I'm all in on Detroit. Even though they got killed by Tampa, Minnesota got killed by the Saints. Zimmer is sitting there saying, my defense is horrible. It's the worst I've ever had. So he's got what he's got, and there's nothing he's been able to do about it. The Detroit game with Tampa, Bevel, who's auditioning for a job, wasn't there because of COVID. Now you've got the coach auditioning for a job back. I'm making a bet on the coach this week. That number is going to drop like a rock, though. It likely will, you know, and that's sort of like you mentioned, sort of the uh, the inane things you have to deal with with the database. Where do you you know where do you finally chart games at what they went off at as opposed to what they opened? And you know we see these massive spreads. So the Cleveland Browns game, as a for instance. Uh, comes about because of the uh, the announcement of Ben Roethlisberger. So, you know, where are we going to chart that football game? Obviously, uh, to the hands of what Don Best uses as a closing number. But uh, for your pocket, it might be a different case. Well, the one that's crazy to me is you watch, they're highly motivated. But I think you kind of look at who they've been beating, and that's fine. You beat whoever's in front of you. But Baltimore's playing great. Baltimore's, you know, I don't want to play Baltimore when you get to the playoffs. They better be careful this week, Mark. I mean, three years ago, Cincinnati had nothing to play for, and Cincinnati knocked them out of the playoffs on that Andy Dalton fourth down pass. And this Bengals team's playing like they care. Baltimore better not walk in here thinking this is a walk in the park. Well, Baltimore comes in here having just played uh, the Giants in Jacksonville. Yes. Uh, So, you know, everybody's got them, you know, smoking hot right now. Well, they should have beat the Giants and Jacksonville, both at home. Two weeks before that, they beat the Dallas Cowboys. So, you know, they haven't really been going up against uh, anybody that's fearful in that sense. And so if they do happen to get past Cincinnati, win and cover this football game, they could go into the uh, National Football League playoffs really rather overcompensated for for their ending run here. They'll end up the season, in this case, 5-0 and straight up into the spread if they get the win and cover. Buddy, we knew this was going to happen. You're a long-time, long-suffering Browns fan. Long-time suffering Bills fan. We called this weeks ago. They're going to end up playing each other in the playoffs, and one of them's going home right out of the gate. But Cleveland laying this big number against Pittsburgh. I get Roethlisberger's out, but Roethlisberger had a good quarter last week. I mean, their offense has been struggling. I I think the pressure is something that would concern me 
for Cleveland. I think Pittsburgh's still going to be physical. I think that you know they get they're going to want to work on their running game. I can see, I can see Pittsburgh making a game of this. Well, I rather question Mike Tomlin's decision here, uh, only because they only played a good half last week. Yes. Uh, before that, you know, they were MIA. And you'd think that they would take that good half and roll it into a, a good performance in the last game of the season and carry that momentum forward in the playoffs. But he's thinking differently for whatever reason. And I, apparently it means more to him to have Ben Roethlisberger rested and healthy than it is on the momentum factor. I think that could end up being a mistake. Uh, you know, the other side of the coin is uh, you've got the Cleveland Browns laying double digits. Oh, my God. Uh, but they've done that three times since <laughs> since they come back as an expansion team. They've been double-digit favorites three times. They won all three games and won the money in two of those football games. Uh, the thing that concerns me the most is Baker Mayfield in the, the sense that, uh, against 750 or better opponents, he's gone up against seven of them in his career. He's lost straight up and against the spread in all seven football games. So we'll see whether or not Roethlisberger makes a difference for Pittsburgh in this football game. And believe me, if Roethlisberger's not playing, so too will not a bunch of other starters. He's not going to just rest, I don't believe, Roethlisberger alone. There'll be other uh, key players, I think, also on the pines here. So uh, it'll be interesting to see exactly what happens in the football game. In this week's Playbook Newsletter, I'm going to say this, Brian. Yeah. Uh, I kind of went off on a tangent uh, about what, the National Football League did last week with the Cleveland Browns, making them play on 24 hours notice with uh, six players out with COVID. And I thought it was disgraceful. Uh, and I know other football teams have had uh, similar situations, uh, maybe not uh, as much of a 24 hour notice as Cleveland had. But what I'm getting to, the point I'm making here is if it weren't for the money and if it weren't for the greed, the National Football League would have scheduled a week 18 this football season and used that as the emergency makeup week for teams that missed football games. Rather than forcing the play games like they have been or jostling their schedule around like they have been, but they're not doing it. They're doing it for uh, the greed oh, factor. And, well, making, making Denver play the one week without a quarterback. Without any quarterback. Right, exactly right. Uh, the Browns without wide receivers. If, you, if we had had next week a week for makeup games and all those games that got shifted to Tuesdays and Wednesdays and all that garbage, uh, the Cleveland Browns game like that, we would have had a nice week here in the National Football League would have cleaned up on television ratings. Hey, Mark, you know what? Had they done that, and if there were a handful of games that they had to do that with, you know what? We're not sitting here talking about all these teams resting, guys, because they would play a regular Week 17. I mean, mean, in in a weird way, would it not be the worst idea in the world to, okay, maybe you have like a, a special wild card game or there's a game or two the, the, that one, the next weekend. But, but what if, the, what if the, everybody got that week off to have the integrity for, for the future so that week 17 always has integrity? Perfect point, you know, and they could have just sliced the week out between the end of the playoffs and the Super Bowl and just made it one week between the Super Bowl, and, you know, hence it would have been good. We won't see it down the road because this is a pandemic year, and it was a situation all unto itself, but to me it just showed the hand of the National Football League and what they're in this for, and it's purely 100% the money. I, I agree with you, Mark. I, I would have liked to see a week 18 for these teams to, to make up. So they, they've been over backwards for Baltimore, it seemed like, all year long. 
And and you're right about week 18 too. In that they they would have made some money there with, with some big interest in those games that would have occurred in a week 18. You're exactly right, Stevie. You know, if they're all about the money, this this would have been just the bonus money for them because they would have had everybody's eyeballs on these games exclusively. And, you know, they then could have rolled into the playoffs and made up some of the lost revenue for the lack of attendance that they didn't get this year. But, you know, that's us, that's them, and, you know, they make their decisions and, you know, they cater to the owners and who knows how and what and why the owners think what they do. Mark, what do you think? We're, we're closing in on it. I don't know. It's, it's such a quirky season. You're watching somebody at bowl, bowl games where a team played nine games against a team that played six. You know, it's, it's that goofy season. But the final four, Bama laying the big number and then Clemson, Ohio State. What do you think of the final four in, in terms of what you're anticipating? Well, we got, I think, four real good football teams here. There's no argument about that. You know, they were the top four teams from the first week to the final fifth week. Texas A&M was number five all five weeks. So nothing really changed all season long about the polls and where they finished. The thing to me that was disgraceful was uh, just completely avoiding Cincinnati. Uh, and not, not not recognizing them at all. And again, and I'm going to tie this into money. And it's all about not giving the uh, the group of five teams their due. You know, they they spread up uh, a peanut to the group of five. Hey, Mark. Conferences. If, honestly, though, I mean, if you're ever going to do it, and if it's about money, my God, this was the year to say, hey, we're making it a final eight, and we're going to give the we're going to give the Cincinnati's of the world a shot. That could have been a real nice caveat, a nice asterisk exception to do something just like that. But that's thinking on your feet, Brian. I don't know if uh, they're thinking on their feet in the NCAA these days. Hey, by the way, um, you might want to send a memo to, down the road. Tell Miami uh, tonight uh, might be a good idea to guard the three-point line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. Wow. Yeah, there's such a thing about three-point field goal defense in the, in the NBA, and uh, when you get to, when you get torched, you get torched. And I did hear. Uh, let me jump in here and say this: I did hear uh, Stevie talking about uh, Jimmy Butler, and uh, his career would have been better, you know, had he been able to, uh, you know, elude these injuries. But I will give him his due in the sense that he is the hardest-working NBA basketball player that I have ever seen. Uh, he gets up at three in the morning every morning to begin his workouts uh he's he's up and most of the nba players are going to sleep so you know oh mark he was so good in the place listen if injuries didn't hit i'm telling you i think miami wins that final i mean injuries just got him at the wrong time butler was unbelievable yeah he's 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 a franchise maker is what he is and that's what he did with miami he turned this franchise around so uh, you know, we'll see what he means when he comes back healthy, but they're going to be a, a team again. I think Miami will be right down to the wire, and I think they'll end up being, if not in the Eastern Conference Finals, in that final game in the Eastern Conference. Tell them about the playbook and all the goodies. Real easy, Brian. All available online, playbook.com. All the newsletters are weekly and our Playbook College Bowl Report Special Edition. Check it out online, playbook.com. Mark, let's get rid of 2020. I hope you have a happy new year, and we'll talk to you. Hey, we'll talk to you next year. Next year sounds like a, a date, Brian. I look forward to that. Stevie, be well. Have a, you guys both have a nice new year, okay? Take care, Mark. Mark. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. Coming back, we're going to put Stevie to work. Stevie's thoughts. Put Sportsbook Radio to bed here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
All right, back here, Sportsbook Radio, AM 1400 KSHP in Las Vegas, and on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Start January 7th, we're going to be on Sirius 204. We do an extra hour for the guys, uh, by the way, for the folks here in Vegas from 11 to noon. We're on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Uh, so, cool, cool stuff coming up. Next year's are coming up. But we've still got about a minute and 40 seconds left, and we've dubbed this Stevie's Thoughts to wrap up our shows. Now, I want to ask you. Did, oh. I, I just found out that uh, the state of New York has decided that 6,700 fans can go to the Bills playoff game. Is that how, how big a deal is that in Buffalo? Well, so What's Cuomo, that? Is Cuomo doing that because he's oh because he wants to go to the game? I didn't see his name in there. It said state. Yeah. It said state of New York. He's, but uh, well, it's him. What and, and and what's the parking lot going to be like for this playoff game in oh, Buffalo? Oh, believe me, I've I've heard rumblings of this. Uh-huh. I mean, these people are nuts. They're going to like bum rush the field or bump the stadium. <laughs> you know, like forty thousand people running. Well, what do you do? You cancel the game. And how do you arrest 40,000 people? Well, that's like, you can't. <laughs> you can't. The 40,000 win at that point. These people are crazy, man. Yeah, Let yeah. me tell you something. It, it, it's going to be fun, isn't it? First time in Buffalo in a long time. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be tuning in. It's just, I, I, I like this team, and, uh, and I know the fans have been waiting for this for a while. So this, this is going to be fun for them. All right. Well, this will be an interesting week 17, that game specifically. Uh, I think – McDermott's not tipping his hand. I think the starters play the first half. That'd be my guess as well. Yeah, you, you want to get them some rep. You want to you want to keep them fresh. You you, you need week seventeen. You, uh, to me, you always have to be careful about s- sitting guys out for the whole game. That and then you know d- d- depending, sometimes they get a week off, so it's two weeks off. You can get a little rusty. I mean, and with the bye, I mean I right. get protecting right. Mahomes and right. Hill. I, I mean, you know. Now you're talking two weeks, exactly. three weeks between games. Exactly. That, that's a slippery slope. It is a slippery slope. All right, good stuff, pal. Hey, we're not done locally. we got Vegas Hockey Island coming up next. Stevie and I will take your phone calls talking about the NHL realignment, Golden Knights, NHL return to play, World Juniors, and more. Want to bid everybody adieu on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Good stuff. Thanks to Mark Lawrence today and Jeff Sherman from the Superbook. All right, everybody, have a great day. We're Live back. Live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. 